Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's Monday, May 8th, and you're tuned into the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes. Hoynesy, the Guardians, uh, they won a series. They, they took two out of three from the Twins with a 2-0 win on Sunday. Uh, Kel Quantrill uh, goes into the seventh inning with a, a no-hitter, uh, finally broken up by Alex Kirilov with two outs in the seventh, but... Uh, uh, that was about as well pitched a weekend of baseball as the the Guardians have have had in a while, and uh, they win a series for the first time in, in their last six. They had lost five consecutive series uh, against opponents either at home or on the road. Uh, you know, and, and with the Twins being in first place, it just real nice to take two of three from uh, the team that you're chasing. Yeah, Joe, and uh, the the key thing there in in the weekend was. Uh, Two of those starts were made by rookies, Logan Allen and Peyton Battenfield, and they both pitched very well. Uh, so that's, uh, you know, that offers hope for the future. And uh, it looks like that rotation going forward is is in pretty good hands, even though, you know, they made kind of a big move. What, uh, Friday when they, uh, or Thursday, I guess, when they sent uh, Zach Plesak down. Right, and, and Plesak went down. Uh, he pitched on Saturday uh, through, uh, you know, had a good outing for Columbus uh, in the first game of a doubleheader uh, down there. Uh, you know, he's got things he's going to work on, but for the time being, the rotation going forward, uh, you had Peyton Battenfield come out on Friday night and really just uh, his, uh, he was effective. Uh, Rocco Baldelli said that uh, his arm slot and his delivery was giving uh, Twins hitters trouble. Uh, they said he he looked like an iron Mike, the uh, the old the old style pitching machine uh, with the 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 one arm and just sort of flicking it out there. Uh, the, the the ball sort of gets on the hitter a little faster, uh, a little deception. And uh, Battenfield worked what into the into the sixth inning, uh, had a no hitter going. Uh, then he gave it up. Uh, he gave a base hit to Christian Vasquez and. Uh, the old nemesis, uh, Max Kepler, does what Max Kepler does, and uh, he had a two-run home run uh, off Peyton Battenfield, and that was it. The game, pretty much the game was over. Yeah, Battenfield, what, strikes out seven, gives up two runs, just a really a strong effort. Um, and um, Max Kepler, what, what 
when are they just going to start walking this guy, Joe? I mean, or at least try to trade for him and get him get him in a Cleveland uniform so he can do this at Progressive Field. But they thought Eddie Rosario would do the same thing too, right? So yeah. maybe it's the Twins uniform. Yeah, and uh, Kepler, I, I believe he hit another home run on uh, on Saturday as well. Uh, that would give him what sixteen home runs in Progressive Field, uh, the most of any ballpark he's played in besides Target Field. So. Uh, yeah, you want to talk about, uh, you know, Cleveland, uh, you know, killers in terms of uh, the opposing hitters uh, over the years. Uh, Max Kepler would be be one of them. Terry Francona's uh, uh, comment after Friday's game when he was reminded that Kepler's, you know, got 15, 16 home runs in Cleveland. He said, he said yeah, and I've seen just about all of them. Uh, yeah. Was Tito's comment. And, uh, that tracks. Yeah, pretty much makes sense that Tito would have seen all of them. Yeah, and the only guy that's hit more is uh, Miguel Cabrera, and uh, he's in town, I guess, but he is not the same Miguel Cabrera that what hit 22, 23 home runs against the uh, against Cleveland. Yeah, that's uh, Cabrera coming in with the Tigers uh, for this three-game set that begins uh, Monday. We'll get to that uh, a little later to to preview it, but uh, certainly, uh, you know, when when guys are are that consistent and that good at uh, at you know, hitting in your ballpark, you're, you're conscious of them every time uh, they, they come up to the plate. And uh, pretty much Max Kepler comes up to the plate uh, every time everybody knows uh, to, to keep an eye. You know, it was it was Trevor Bauer who, who first uh, yeah. you know, sort of he sort of lit the fuse for uh, for Max Kepler. I think he, he gave up uh, two home runs in a game to him once. And, you know, after that, it was, it was three home runs, three home three. runs here and three home runs in Minnesota. I'm pretty sure. Well, uh, that's. Yeah, another might have, Trevor Bauer, the gift that keeps on giving in terms that, of uh, that's right. You know. We'll blame it on Trevor. There you go. <laughs> uh, as far as uh, home runs hit by Guardians players, we actually got to see one on uh, on Saturday, and it was the the difference in the ball game. Uh, Stephen Kwan going deep uh, in the seventh inning uh, to give the Guardians uh, a win uh, on Saturday, and uh, really. Uh, the Cleveland managed to get to Sonny Gray and, and get him out of the game, and, and Quan comes in and takes advantage. Yeah, you know, and people were falling out of their chairs in the press box when that ball left the park. I think uh, he had a one. Quan hit a one-two pitch with two out in the seventh and uh, just crushed it. It was just, uh, you know, it. Joe, it makes it so easy when you when you hit home runs. You don't have to, uh, you know, what they. They 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 got Sonny Gray out of the game in the fourth inning by scoring three runs, but all they had to do was send nine guys to the plate, and uh, all of a sudden you know in the seventh inning, Quan one swing of the bat, you know you you win the ball game, and uh, it just shows you you know the uh, the contrast between you know how hard this offense has to work and what a little what a little power could do for them. Yeah, and 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 that's the thing. The, this style of play makes it necessary so that you it, you can get four hits in an inning as the, as we saw that they did on uh on Sunday they had four of their first five guys uh get hits and reach base uh they only had two runs to show for it at the end of that inning that that's the thing uh if one of those base hits was a home run you you probably double the number of runs you score in that inning and and there's no then you're you're playing free and easy and uh you know there's no pressure the way that uh, there was when uh, when Karajak and Class A came into the game in the eighth and ninth inning, uh, because you know one walk is as each one of them got it one one hit uh, you know ball goes out of the ballpark, 
and that that's it. Your your game is over. That uh, the the nice thing uh, was that Cleveland was able to keep uh, the Twins in the ballpark on Sunday, and that snapped what a, a 17, 18 game streak of uh, of consecutive games with home runs for the Twins. Uh, what were your impressions of uh, of the Twins coming in? Uh, this weekend and and what we saw out of them. This is the first place team in the division. Yeah, Joe, I, I really like the way they pitched. You know, their their starting pitching uh, lived up to uh, the Billings, the advanced Billings. Uh, you know, um, Bailey Bailey Ober, what seven scoreless innings, strike, six strikeouts in in Friday night's game. Sonny Gray was a little up and down. Uh, the uh, you know Cleveland got to him in the fourth inning. I think they rattled him. You know they, he he walked like three people. They got a couple base hits. They scored three runs, but he was still decent. And uh, Joe Ryan, you saw him uh, Sunday, Joe, and uh, I thought he was he was very very good as well. He always pitches well against Cleveland, but they got him early, like you said. They got those two runs in the uh, first inning, and they made it hold up. Yeah, the the key against Ryan was that uh, you know they the, the first couple of base hits uh, and they changed it moved around the defense a little bit. It opened up some holes so that uh, Ramirez and, and and Bell could could find those holes and, and move runners around. Tito said after the game their ability to run first to third opened up you know uh, holes on the infield and and kept that inning going and that's where they got their runs from. Uh, and then from there they they just held it together. Uh, behind Cal Quantrill. Quantrill was outstanding on uh, on Sunday. It was it was fun to watch him pitch after that first inning. Uh, the second inning was where basically the game was was won and lost because uh, you know he hits Byron Buxton, he walks the next two batters, uh, the bases are loaded with nobody out, and, and somehow Quantrill gets out of it. He gets a, a pop out to, to Jose Miranda, and uh, the the ground ball double play off the bat of Nick Gordon. Uh, after falling behind in the count to him, uh, Gordon grounds one to, to Jimenez. Uh, Jimenez makes a, a real nice quick flip to uh, Gabriel Arias at short, and uh, Arias is is not lacking when it comes to arm strength and turning that double play. Yeah, I mean, that was a missile to first base. He's got a great arm, and, uh, you know, that was a big double play, and uh, Quantrill was really pumped up coming off the field. And from there, it just seemed to, uh, from reading your game story, Joe, it, uh, Quantrill said it just seemed to lock him in after that. Yeah, and and he was able to get through the next, you know, you know, third, fourth, fifth, the uh, sixth innings without, really without much trouble, and, and his pitch count was low. Uh, he he did, uh, it, it seemed he went to his splitter for the first time when he was able to work ahead in counts uh, against some of these um, uh, Twins hitters. Uh, he went to his split finger, and it was effective. It's a pitch that he had worked on in the offseason, and he said after the after the game that he hadn't really had a chance to throw it a lot uh, early on in the month of April uh, because he was he found himself behind in counts so much. You know, it's an out pitch. It's a go-to pitch when you're ahead in the count, and uh, he was able to do that uh, for a bit uh, yesterday, and and it was it was highly effective for him. He was able to get weak contact, and uh, I think he only had like three or four strikeouts in the game, but, uh, you know, he was, he was able to, to get them to put the ball in play. And that's how you get a two hour and nine minute ball game on a Sunday afternoon. Pretty, uh, pretty nice pace to it. Yeah, definitely. And, uh, you know, he was on top of his game. He gets out of that jam and really kind of sailed. And, you know, I, I think, uh, you know, Joe, I wonder, you know, if, you know, Beavers pitched well from the get go, 
But, uh, you know, Quattro's been a little up and down in April, like he was talking about. But I wonder if he sees, sees these three rookies, how they're pitching well. And that, you know, kind of motivates or, you know, steps up his game or, you know, fires up your uh, competitive juices. Well, and he was asked after the game about, you know, motivation in terms of when when you see all the injuries and, and you know, guys like Tristan McKenzie, uh, Aaron Savali not in the rotation. Uh, does that put any pressure on you to step up anymore? And, and his response was, you can't do more than what you can do. You know, it's a very Tito response. You know, he, uh, he never asks the, the rookies to, to do more than, than who they are. Uh, well, the veterans, they, they, they kind of know that already. They, they know that uh, if they go out there and, and just, you know, perform the way they know they can, they'll be all right. Uh, Quantrill sort of took that to heart. And I think we saw more of who he is and who he can be. Uh, uh, Andre, uh, Andre Knott was asking him questions. He said, the turn the calendar from April to May. And, you know, he had made a remark when they were in New York and said something to the effect of, you know, uh, I'll, I'll be who I am, uh, you know, once the calendar turns to May, that kind of thing. Uh, you know, I don't really put a lot of stock in the, the date changing, having anything to do with it, but, you know, he's a veteran. He knows how he knows himself as well as anybody. So, uh, you know, you just got to trust that he's going to get to this level. Now, uh, this is the Cal Quantrill that we've seen at progressive field. Uh, you know, his, his effectiveness there in that ballpark, uh, you know, starting, uh, you know, as, as, as we get settled in now in, in May and into June, uh, maybe this is, this is who he's going to be. And, you know, he could be a number, number two, number three guy behind Shane Bieber in that rotation. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think, uh, you know, that, that's that's where he's slotted now for sure. You know, we'll see, uh, you know, how Tristan comes back, you know, like he he just went to Arizona and, uh, you know, Savali's in Arizona as well, you know, finishing off their uh, rehabs. But, uh, you know, Quantrill's the number two guy right now. Uh, hopefully he keeps pitching well enough to keep that spot. And, um, you know, I just think, uh, you know, I think it's it the the, the rotation Looks solid to me, Joe, and I think Sam Hankis coming back makes that bullpen, you know, the bullpen that we saw last year, brings it, reunites it, and it seems like they. I thought the pen really had a good series uh, th- this past weekend. Yeah, uh, Emmanuel Classe picked up a couple of saves. Uh, James Karinchak sort of held it together a little bit uh, there uh, on uh, on Sunday, uh, even though he walked the guy. Um, just uh, you get a little more confidence uh, in that group when they're they're pitching in their sort of their assigned roles. And now you add Sam Hentges to that and he lengthens it. He gives you a guy who you can go to in the seventh uh, or at some point, maybe in the eighth inning uh, to to get a big out when you need to, because his stuff is just so good. Uh, that's that's the, the guy who he was in August and September of last year is, is the guy that they need right now. Uh, and, and we saw that on, on Saturday when he, he got in the game for the first time. Yeah, his first appearance, he goes in to face, you know, drum roll, please. Uh, Max Kepler strikes him out on five pitches, then uh, strikes out uh, Willie Castro to end the inning, to end that threat, you know, to end the inning and, uh, you know, get the ball to a Class A in the ninth. So, you know, that's, that's just the way they drew it up. And uh, it's nice, I think, for, uh, you know, Francona to have a left-hander in there to give him that option because they didn't until uh, when, between it, when Heron got sent down and Henkes returned, they didn't have a lefty to uh, match up. Speaking of options, uh, I want to remind our, our listeners about Subtext, our subscription uh, text service. 
Uh, 216-208-4346 is the number to send a text message to uh, to enroll. It's $3.99 a month. Uh, you get all the Guardians moves and updates uh, every day from Hoinsey and myself. Uh, we're in the clubhouse and we can we text uh, on a regular basis uh, to our subscribers uh, to let them know what's going on. If you were a subtext subscriber on uh, uh, on Saturday, you would have uh, been one of the first ones to know that uh, Oscar Gonzalez was optioned to uh, Columbus and Tyler Freeman was recalled and, and added to the active roster to take his place. Uh, Gonzalez just uh, just heading down uh, to, to get more consistent at bats and more consistent work on uh, on swinging at strikes. And this is this is something that I think we've we've known since, uh, you know, since he made his debut with uh, with the club last May. Uh, that, that they've been aware of that, you know, he's an aggressive hitter. He, the big challenge for him is to, to sort of pick out strikes and swing at those that if he's going to strike out, they're fine with it. As long as he's doing so on, uh, you know, pitches that are, are, are good pitches to hit. And, um, you know, Oscar's got a little bit of, uh, of, of work to do down in the minors right now. Yeah, for sure. Joe, uh, you know, he, uh, you know, it was an interesting choice. I think they could have sent either uh, Will Brennan or Gonzalez down. They were one was hitting 192, one was hitting 191. I don't know if that was a coin toss, how you choose between the two, but uh, you know, this way he gets plenty of at bats at AAA. Brennan should get plenty of of at bats here, and uh, hopefully uh, both of them get their act together. And you know, if uh, Gonzalez comes up, either they form a platoon. Or somebody just kind of runs away with that right field job because, as it was Joe before uh, Gonzalez got sent down, I don't think it was hurt, helping either player that platoon. No, it, it it was actually probably hurting them both uh, to to do that, and that makes makes the most sense uh, to to make the move that way. Uh, but we saw Gabriel Arias uh, start a game in right field, uh, you know, this weekend after Gonzalez was was sent down and. You know, that one kind of made me scratch my head a little bit. Uh, if, if you're going to make that move, uh, you know, why why put Arias out there uh, instead of Brennan, uh, you know, that night? And it was against a right-handed pitcher, so uh, who knows uh, what's what's going on there. But uh, it, it should open up opportunities for Gabriel Arias as well. Yeah, that, you know, uh, Tito keeps saying he's he's an important, you know, that Arias is, a, is too important for their future. Uh, to let kind of wilt on the bench. And, you know, I'm sitting there thinking, Joe, I mean, is this a guy that should be playing every day? I mean, because obviously, you know, I know he got a, he, what, he had a double yesterday. Uh, I'm pretty sure. Was he in the lineup yesterday? Yeah, he had two hits yesterday. So, yeah. So, I mean, you know, and that's just, he was playing the second day in a row, you know, so you, you, it's a guy that, you know, has to play. He's, he's a young guy and he's going to benefit from playing every day. And hopefully, Maybe this opens up some more at bats for him, but I don't. I don't think he's going to be a regular. It's still, his playing time is still going to be sporadic. So, you know, is is the next move? You know, Arias getting sent down to play every day, and Freeman being the uh, utility guy who seems to be able to handle that role a little better. I think. Yeah, as far as uh, you know, a more finished major league ready hitter, I think Freeman. Uh, might be that a little bit more uh, than Arias, the uh, one that you can just plug in at any time and he can go up there and give you a, a, a hit or two hits in a game. Uh, we saw that when he was in Detroit and, and played, uh, uh, but then got dinged up a little bit. 
and and couldn't and left him uh, shorthanded at at one point. So right. we'll uh, we'll see how how that how that works with Arias and Freeman. Uh, this was a situation uh, in in spring training, uh, this exact same situation where the two of them were sort of battling it out for a a spot and for regular playing time. So we'll uh, we'll see how that moves forward and how that progresses. Uh, and the rest of the way uh, as as Detroit comes in and opens up what what turns out now to be a, a big series here. Uh, we're going to learn a little bit more about where the, the Guardians sort of fit in in this AL Central uh, chase. Uh, the, the Tigers, 6-4 and four in their last 10. Uh, they've got one of the hottest bullpens in uh, the major leagues right now. Uh, ERA under, uh, I think, under one over their last, uh, you know, 15 games or so. Uh, so it's uh, it's interesting to see how, uh, you know, a, a young club sort of similar to the Guardians, uh, how they're stepping up and and playing for A.J. Hinch uh, will be. Will be and, and, you know, uh, the the series finale on Wednesday, uh, they're going to have to face uh, Eduardo Rodriguez, who gave them fits in their uh, their only other appearance against him uh, in Detroit uh, last month. Yeah, he you know, he threw eight scoreless innings against them in the second game of a doubleheader, 10 Ks, and they win one nothing. They um, you know, Detroit beats them to complete the sweep. And uh, Rodriguez is coming off another similar uh game against the Mets where he uh uh eight eight scoreless, eight innings, I think he yeah, eight scoreless innings, nine strikeouts, one walk. Uh and this this is a game, this is a series Joe where where neither team may score a run. <laughs> yeah, the uh, the offenses are, are are struggling. They are two of the uh, let's say lightest hitting offenses. That no slugging percentage whatsoever. Uh, very few home runs between the two teams. Uh, I think they rank uh, 29th and 30th in the league uh, in in terms of home runs uh, coming in. So uh, if you're going to the ballpark to see offense, uh, you might be waiting <laughs> around for a little while. Uh, this weekend uh, should be. Should be interesting. Uh, all right, Hoinsey, that's going to wrap it up for today's edition of the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. We'll uh, rejoin you after the series opener on Tuesday morning to, to talk about it, uh, and we'll, uh, we'll catch you then. Good deal, Joe.